All right. Welcome to um, the Wags and Fresh podcast. Um, this is John Fresh. I'm Justin Wagner. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by what? Faith. Faith. Yeah. So we uh, have had a couple interesting conversations this morning already, as well as during the week, uh, where this seemed to be a common theme. Um, so... Why don't you tell everybody sort of uh, your experience this morning and how that tied into that that word? Well, I'll, I'll start and work backwards. As as powerful as the moment was when um, Justin walked in and I was taking a picture to capture just this amazing thing that happened to me in the morning on my phone. It says, um, "You're never fully alive unless you're living by faith," and. Justin said, let me tell you something about that, because he was thinking about having a word for the day for the podcast, and his word just happened to be faith. So without even talking to each other, um, the comment that I said to him was, you're not fully alive unless you're living by faith, and that was the exact word he wanted to bring in to the podcast today as as our starting point and inspiration. But leading me up to um, what happened was I was taking a picture with my camera when that comment came on top of the screen I have it reminding me of it every day so I have like three different things that pop on my screen every day to remind me something and that's one of them but my experience this morning was to talk to Justin about um, how you're perfectly created for what God has planned for you to do so every adequacy inadequacy every talent every gift that you have that you don't have whether that be personality wise strength wise gifted wise talented wise Uh, spiritually wise, mentally wise, whatever the case may be, you're perfectly fitted for what you're created to do. And that was sort of my theme for doing that, and I wanted to take something and write it down. So the first thing I did was found a pen and a piece of paper, and I started writing, and this pen didn't work. So I threw it out, thinking, that pen lost its purpose, it's not working anymore. But the next pen I picked up was this pen of an arm and a hand, and You know, I don't know how I became a chiropractor other than by just doing the next step that was in front of me. And, and, you know, a lot of people who find certain things know that, you know, they were, they were led there and it chose them that they didn't really choose it. You know, they just, you know, walked into each action step that was required to get there. So it was just so amazing to find this. And then it almost expanded on now what had to happen for this to even be in my house. I've never even saw this pen before. I'm not the one that got this pen. So there's somebody else who played a purpose in my life just by bringing this pen in. And I know I'm I'm practically borderline rambling state, but I I just want to get this story in. The other day, the whole reason that I was focused on you're perfectly created for what God created you to do was because I'm reading this book, Trusting God, and that's the exact paragraph um, I was reading. Uh, yesterday and the whole reason I was reading that is because I went to help somebody out and I had time to read the book while I was there so the situation they were in brought me to this book to give me this thought that brought me to today to just an openness and a view of what's going on behind the scenes and how powerful and big and exciting it all is and then sort of the last part of that when I was done writing was about the pen that quotation marks didn't work was actually the pen that led to me, the whole thing opening up by me finding this pen because without this one, I just would have been writing something on a piece of paper that I wanted to talk about, not have my whole life 
um, be turned around. So it was actually the pen that didn't work that had the biggest revelation and insight into who God is and what he's doing and how powerful he is and how awesome he is. And I just love when he gives me a glimpse of his world and um, just lets me know that he's everywhere and in everything and, and just how grateful I am that he's my God. Well, and to, to tie this into um, faith from my perspective, because we don't have exactly the same viewpoint on, on a, this, this, specific, this specific topic about, um, and so we, um, for those of you that are potentially listening that might have a different perspective and maybe, uh, you know, think that that's the only thing we're talking about here. Faith can be a lot of different things. And uh, for me, it's been, um, you know, uh, faith in my, my wife, faith in my kids, faith in, in my purpose, right? And we all kind of go on and off our purpose from time to time um, because we get distracted because, you know, things around us um, pull us away from it. Or the one that really gets in the way is that you, you stay on purpose and you start having success in that purpose and then the ego kicks in and then boom you're off purpose because your ego but are you off? <laughs> you put you right off of it but so where this faith comes into play here is going back to yesterday and i know this all sounds i don't know um sort of into the sort of uh woo-woo-y if you will because of the fact that you're talking about all the connections and uh you didn't know about the word but yet here we're talking about this word faith and you're writing things down and uh, but I had a similar experience yesterday. When I was on purpose yesterday, when I was in in my zone at work, managing and and trying to mentor somebody into becoming better at what they do, um, and with this particular individual, I've been working with him for a long time, and uh, we're two totally different people, and we joke about it and and laugh about it, but we also don't always really work together well because we have different perspectives. And I decided going into that meeting that I was going to try to be more on purpose with him than I've ever been, right? And uh, so I started down that road. And in the moment that I'm completely in my zone of being on purpose with him and mentoring him in the way that I know how to mentor people, you wrote me this text that said, elevation and recommendation over condemnation. And it was amazing that right in that moment when I'm, I'm saying things to him like, listen, I'm here to help you. I could have came into this conversation and, and we could have just never talked about these things. I could have just left our relationship the way that it is. I'll manage you one way. You react your way and we keep on going down the road. And I said, the reason why I bring this up is because I want this relationship to improve. I want you to improve in your role. I want to help you in both in your current role as well as your future career and whatever that is in, inside the company, outside the company. It doesn't matter. And I'm not attached to this discussion meaning that you have to follow my directions exactly i said things like i'm going to give you guidance and you can do with what with it whatever you want and when i have when i talk to people in that way that's me being on purpose that's me trying to help them and identify challenges and identify things that they can work on and help them work through those things and then let them know that I'm not attached to whether they use that information or not. If they don't want to and they want to stay who they are, that's their choice and, and they should be fine with that. I'm going to be fine with that. And it really tapped right into, that's my recommendation for him. Not my, I could have easily said, you're doing this wrong. You should do this better. This is how you should need to do it and follow this script. And that's never been my approach. And so the timing of that was, was perfect. And it did tap into my faith because it reminded me that when I'm on purpose, 
that that's the faith that I have towards staying on purpose, right? Because it, you you question, you know, there's not a lot of validation when you're when you're out there sort of in this abyss of, well, I'm trying to go out there and help people because there's not a lot of people out there helping people. So unless you surround yourself with, with other people that identify with that, most of the people that you surround yourself with don't go into their day saying, how do I help an individual grow as an individual, right? And you got to document those moments because you need your reservoir to remind you of those times when you are doing those things and seeing the benefit of those things because there's going to be a lot of times where you don't see the outcomes and you don't see the response. Yeah. And But I think it's comforting for me to know that if I'm doing my best and doing it, I always monitor my heart. If I'm doing my best and doing it with the right heart, I know that everything's going to work out for the best. That's over me saying everything right. Mm -hmm. If I say everything right, but I have a little attitude or a little edge or mm -hmm. a little, did you get it yet? Um, I did it wrong, even if I used the perfect words. Right. So I, I just, I like knowing, you know, that everything to me is just already exactly how it's supposed to be. But that doesn't mean hands off. You know, there's still the gifts and talents that we're supposed to use. But, you know, as we use them, um, whatever the outcome is, is exactly what everybody needs from that interaction. Well, and I think it goes to whether, whether we define faith, you know, more specifically, like the, within the way you define it, right? with, with God, or you define it in a less specific way, <laughs> like I do. The reality is, is that when you're, because what ultimately, we're in the same place, right? When these intangible, these, I don't know if you call them uh, synchronicity or serendipity, I don't really know which word you use or if there's a different word you would use. When you're in the place you need to be, the right faith place, following your purpose as it relates to God, and I'm in the right place, that, that the faith that you have in that, as well as the just kind of letting yourself be in that moment instead of trying to control it and just being who you're, to your point, that pen had purpose was to not work when you were doing your purpose when you're on purpose that's when you actually can well it's feel happening connected. either way i think when you're on purpose you see it more well and, and, and either way this is happening sure all this is going on regardless if you see it you recognize it you don't it it happened it just happened that right. pen didn't work right. that one did <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah i i mean to your point when when you're when you're less in my opinion when you're less of yourself and just really more crying out to be a better you for others and things are right I think you you know I can't even say that you it's so hard you can't put God in a box like once you mm -hmm. think you have this one experience and then you define mm -hmm. these this experience yep. by these parameters he goes and does it a completely different way sure. and so many times I've gotten off whether you call it pride ego mm -hmm. whether I've tried to put it in a box or write down my one two three steps for yeah. feeling close to God and what ends up happening is the reason I was close to him is because I was focused on him and spending time with him, mm -hmm. not because I figured out some magic formula, right. other than getting close to him and spending time with him. Yeah. Like today I was, I was um, doing these balance poses, and I'm obviously looking for meaning in everything. I saw a movie this week and it totally crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> because I, like, the ending like just 
you know, just I brought meaning out of it, you know, for my life and um, so I liked it that with music and everything. But I was doing balancing poses and at first I was focusing on my hand, a little wobbly. Now, I've I focused on my hand and I've balanced before, but it was just all these features in this moment, what I was thinking, what I was experiencing and try to just get the most out of that experience. It doesn't mean every time I look at my hands I'm not going to have balance, mm-hmm. but this time I didn't. Right. Looked a little out into the future, right? Looked for balance there. Didn't have balance. Have I looked out there and had balance before? Yes. Mm-hmm. But today, I didn't with the right. lesson that was coming through today. Right. And the lesson that was coming through now with what I was doing and being present to receive it. And then I looked up, like looked up to God, and I got my balance. So like, because I, you know, because the last week was like microscope, telescope. Right. And I beat that up so much that I still <laughs> forgot what was behind it all. Sure. So it's, it's, it's these little things. And, and to me, these are fun games they are. that I'm just playing with God, you know, yeah, that God just wants to play with his child, you yeah. know, and I'm just enjoying my father and, and it's just, you know, what you do, it doesn't have to be, you know, if it's taxing for you, then maybe there's another avenue. It's right. not like you have to do it that way, but I just find enjoyment in it probably because that's who he made me to be. And, and, you know, again, I think that there's, there's so many different uh, things to unpack in that. I mean, because the, the the faith component has power, no matter what, how you define that faith, right? Specifically Christianity, specifically uh, Judaism, whatever those specifics, or none of the defined religions, you know, that walking on ice, whatever. But here's <laughs> walking, what it is: yeah. whatever you are, whatever you define yourself as, that would require you to have faith in that. Then just be that. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, a hundred percent. Don't be wishy washy. Don't go at it, well, I kind of sometimes agree with this and then sometimes agree with that because that's not where the strength and the power comes from in, in any of this. So if you're, you know, if you're halfway into Christianity and sort of kind of hedging your bet over here uh, in, in non-Christian religions or, or, or no religion, then, then you're not being committed to anything and you're, there's no power and faith anywhere. Well, so, you, you create you could create your own religion, right? I believe this. I believe this. I yeah, believe that. It's sort of like a Chinese menu. Like I'm gonna pick right, this and right, this, right, this, right, right. But I mean, you have to make sure that your beliefs have power. Right? And that's exactly by, what you say. Even if you did that, yeah. Then you got Then if you did it that way, then you need to stay in that lane, right? And do it a hundred percent because I think the the challenge that most people have as it relates to this is that they they don't understand the power that it that 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 word faith gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not willing to commit to anything, right. 100%. And then that's where you see the fruits of your faith. Yep. And then if the fruits aren't bringing you the peace or the happiness or the whatever your criteria are, then be willing to change. It would be like putting anything else together and the part's not fitting. Wait yep. a second, it's not leading me to where I want to go. Maybe I should, you know, think things over or yep. rethink things or or, right. or and, move deeper. And there's always, there's you know, and I think the other thing that people get hung up on is, well, what if... I have this faith, and then later on, I change my mind. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. You you should be evaluating your yeah. life on a regular basis to see whether you're still in line with what your life is like, what you say your life is like, what are your actions. You know, the unhappiness really comes from that sort of dysfunction. That is, you you say you you you're this way. You you be, want to believe that you're a certain way. And yet your actions are a different way. Mm-hmm. That's where the conflict, internal conflict comes from. When you're in line with what you th- b- totally believe in, what you say you believe in, what your actions are, that's where happiness comes in, yeah. in And line. I think what we're working on each other with and helping each other out is um, the, 
immediate action versus planning and planning versus action and all that stuff. And I, I know that if you have time to plan, planning's a great thing. But if you have an opportunity to act, things are never going to go how you plan. So if you, have, if you plan for a year and have the perfect plan, it's likely going to go a lot different than you planned. But if you got started and you continued to plan and alter your plan and use what you're learning and you've had 50 attempts by a year, your 51st attempt on your first attempt from just planning mm -hmm. is going to be so much more powerful. And, and one of the questions I ask in interviews all the time because – uh, there's a, there's a lot of times I can and actually I had an interview this week where based off of the information I had uh, and some of the conversation that we had there was the question I asked was do you, do you define yourself or have people defined you as a perfectionist um, and they said he, the, 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 the interviewee said yeah sometimes I think that if I have an opportunity to try to make something perfect I try to do that and I said okay well uh, and, and I think that most people would think that that answer is great mm-hmm that's the right answer, right? But the reality is that perfectionism takes time and you can't get back time. So sometimes I'll ask, I'll then sort of have a follow-up question saying, well, if, you're, if I gave you something to sell that was not perfect, it was, you know, let's just say it's, a, it's, an, it's an idea, not a product, but an idea. I have this idea I need you to sell and it's 95% it's baked, it's 80% baked. It's, it's on its way to being baked. And three weeks, a month from now, it'll be fully baked. But I need you to go out and sell it today. Are you going to go sell it today or are you going to go sell it and wait till, or are you going to wait till it's perfect before you sell it? Because if you run the numbers, <laughs> the, the, whatever that time is to just try to sell the idea will help you sell more of it long term than it will to wait till it's fully baked. So time is something you can't get back. And there has to be a level in your life of urgency to do things, even if it's not ready to be done <laughs> just well to, excitement because... and momentum right i mean why not utilize that time to build excitement and momentum and even possibly get feedback right exactly it's still then... in the development phase oh is it going to have that button on it right. that does this exactly uh yes it will <laughs> i'm making <laughs> let me check. And, yeah. and and i'm i you might get feedback that you know what would be great is to have sprinkles on top of those and how many cakes. more would you sell well, you weren't gonna put you sprinkles already had on a sale it. Yeah, yeah because before you you were just gonna sell the cupcakes you're just selling an idea I got these cupcakes for you and and then they get all the feedback is oh you're gonna have those rainbow sprinkles so pre-selling a 95% item and living room yep. leaving room for people who already want to buy it yep. telling you what they want is probably better than a finished product Correct. that doesn't take 100% yeah so makes yeah. sense right and so I, that's just trying to underscore what you just said, which is planning is important. It's, it's an extremely important part of the process to be prepared for whatever you're going to face. But there always comes a point where there's a point of diminishing returns, right? Where how much more can you prepare? And everyone can justify that they can always prepare more. There's nobody, there's nobody that can say that they can prepare, they can prepare less. You can always sit down and say, well, I'm not really ready to go out and do that whatever that is, forget about selling, whatever you say you want to do. At well, some point... Ar I mean, would that bring in the Arnold thing? He's absolutely. Every rep and every set, I was one rep or set closer to my goal. So I was excited yep. about doing that rep. Absolutely. It's, you know, and that's why I think sometimes I'd rather, um, and that's sometimes the, the arguments that, uh, that my wife and I have. She's much closer to a perfectionist than I am. But I think that balance is that at some point... When we've joked, she's like, you need to prepare more. And I say, and you need to do more, right? So you need to stop 
preparing and stop make, trying to make it perfect and go do more. And she's right. There's times when I'm just like, let's just go do. And I just run through a wall and realize, hey, I got where I wanted to go, but what did I break along the way mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to get there? And so there is a balance in that, and, and there requires preparation before you actually go out. But but at some point, you know, you know, life is ultimately about doing, learning, altering, changing, you know, re-preparing. You, you know, the, the time has to be spent in doing. Um, all the great things come from doing, not from preparing. Preparing is an important step in that process. Evaluating after the fact is an important step in that process. But people get too hung up in those areas because if they're safe, mm-hmm. they're safe, right? So, um, what are some, um, to keep in the faith line, what were some young cornerstones of faith that sort of, you know, charted sort of where you are today? And I'll just, just to get from where it got stimulated from, like, I know for me it was exercise, you know, I didn't know why I liked it or, and I don't know my parents did it, but I know it was something that we enjoyed. It was fellowship with Mm -hmm. each other and a friendship and it was a time that we were put together and I mean as as for you know reckless as we could have as we were and, yeah, we were. and decisions mm-hmm. we made um, I mean how many people were putting one to two to three hours to investing in their health I didn't know I was doing that sure but it was some kind of faith in something in a way that it gave me something that I needed as a as a person not knowing that it was my, my makeup yeah I think that now knowing what I, what, where my touchstones are, where, where my yeah. things are, which do connect to uh, the ability to have influence on what I want the outcome to be, um, is, is a, one of the major uh, touchstones for me. Understanding that I'm a participant in the process of life, not just an observer, right? Or, and not just a victim. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that what I do and the actions that I take influence or have some influence on the outcome. Right. And so I didn't know that at the time, but exercise was one of those things where I learned sports specifically. I started to learn things about myself that like how the sure power of will that allowed for you to say just that alone, especially when you put that against, especially in competitive situations, what other people weren't willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, then you started to realize, wait, this willpower thing isn't is is not just a, a self thing. It is it is also a competitive thing because if I'm willing to do more than they are, then I'm going to have an advantage over them. Uh, and so whether it be exercise and you know pumping weights or whatever we were doing, that stuff had an influence, not just physically, not just the the Arnold thing, but the reps created the mm-hmm. body, which is physically something you could see. But the mental aspect of how much well, his mind created the reps that created correct. the body. You know, that was and, and then that it, it, that that fed back into the right. mind and, and so yeah. forth. So so that was a lot of what I learned was it ultimately that became a really without knowing it at the time what I started to become started to believe in and have faith in is that uh, I'm not going to be somebody who sits around and is a, a victim of the circumstances and life doesn't happen to me right. No, there are situations that do happen to people. Car accidents happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you, people get sick. Things do happen. So I'm not dismissing that things don't happen. But you have a choice of how you want to see when things happen to you, how you react to that, how you want to be involved in that, how you want to attack that. And then even when the things don't happen to you, even when there's 
you're, you're, you're healthy, things are fine. What are you doing actively to be a participant to, with, you know, God or with the universe or how are you define that? How are you participating in your life to get the things that you want, right? Well, I, I have faith in the fact that we need to participate. I know. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. You're not, even though I think probably some people thought when you first told that story that you were complete s- surrender with that. I, I didn't necessarily always want to read that. I read that book because I wanted to be with God. It, I would rather watch TV. Right. You know, I'm, making cho- I'm not right. making choices based off this glowing light that's lifting me up sure. and carrying me into these situations where I'm just like, oh, I'd rather not be anywhere else sure. right now. Sure. I'm in places that that I know is going to get me to where I want to go, whether I feel like being there or not. But the cool thing is, is it's easier to be there when I don't feel like being there when I have things like this happen. Right. And I, and I, and what's the best times though to actually do it is when that urge to watch TV or that urge to do nothing or that urge to be less than who you could be is really overwhelming. That's the moment when you say, nope, I'm not going there. I'm going to go. Those the are the winning moment. moments. Those are absolutely the best winning moments that you get. Yeah. Because but you have to be, you have to be watching your life to say, hey, I'm getting sucked into this space, and what do I need to do? How do I, what is my mechanisms and my tools to counterbalance that and, and react to that? And whether it's I'm sitting on the couch and I just want to get lose four hours of my life watching TV, and there's a time and a place for all mm-hmm. that too, but. I can get up and I can go outside and I can go do something, whatever that is. In 20 minutes, and then, I still have three hours and 40 exactly. minutes left. So, you know, I, I, which it's, I, don't, I don't know whether I really would want to go this to this space, but I, you would ask the question and it's, again, <laughs> not a coincidence and that, that um, we're kind of going here is that for me, one of the things that really was the most powerful thing as it relates to faith in my life, especially as I, I got older, and was the issues and the challenges that I had with my, with my family and the fact that the faith that I had in my relationship with my wife, how she supported me to get through those things and still work through those things. Um, and yet, <laughs> two articles that I read this week in the last actually 24 hours one was an article that was written by a mother who had the perspective of being estranged from her son and her perspective. Now, there was only one sided. There wasn't the son's perspective in this article. Um, so, and it was a very sad perspective. And, you know, it made me tap into me being a father and concerned if that ever happened with my relationship with my kids. But it also put me in a space to say, how do my parents feel right now? Right? So, that article was interesting and, and emotional and then this morning there's an article that's that's in my feed that's the exact opposite article i've been estranged from my parents for 16 years here's my and that was a, a female perspective with her relationship with her mother it doesn't really matter it's all the same right um and they told the story of that so the the faith that i have in, in the cornerstones for me that is my family my my kids what drives me every day is my wife and my kids right and so that's for me, the, the faith that I have that when push comes to shove, and, I, and I've tried to use this as a tool for my kids when they're stressed out or they have anxiety about a presentation that they have at school or a stressed out moment that they have like when they're performing a, 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 you know, one of their color guard routines or whatever it is, is that relax, 
breathe, <laughs> remind yourself that no matter what happens, no matter what happens in that presentation, no matter what happens in the performance, at the end of this, there's still five people that care about you and it doesn't matter if you failed or succeeded, you just need to let go and do the best that you possibly can and there really isn't gonna be something that dramatically changes after this as it relates to that. And for me, that be, that's how, what I use when I know I'm going into a stressful meeting, when I know I have to find that balance between being engaged and not being overly engaged where I've, uh, I can be argumentative. So I have to find that balance to say, just what, put everything into perspective. Mm-hmm. What's the most important thing? At the end of this meeting, the only thing that matters is that the five people that are most important to me are not, it's not the outcome of this meeting is not gonna change whether they care about me or not, mm-hmm. right? So they'll probably have an opportunity to, to show you how much they love you more if it goes wrong. Most likely, most likely, <laughs> because then I'll share that with them, and they'll they'll give me encouragement and so forth and so on. So it's 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 it all ties in. So the faith part to me, when you ask that question of what what was a situation or you know uh, that for me really started to mold and and define more clearly as an adult the faith aspect for me and where my faith lies. And so, well, how about the two articles? We're on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, this is why I didn't want to dig into this. <laughs> So I mean, I'm sure as a uh, as a parent now, and as a child, you've been a child, uh, you know, and a son, and reading the two articles were, uh, if you boil, uh, not to oversimplify, but if you were to boil down both emotions, I'll bet you they're what hurt on both. I mean, Absolutely. you could easily, sure. I mean, find people don't realize they're going through the same thing sure. from different perspectives. Yep. You know, yep. it's. Yeah, and I and I and I think that the interesting thing that um, these two articles have popped up is that they popped up like minute. The first one popped up minutes after the first time I picked up my tablet. I shut my computer down. At work was done. I was done. I'm off for thirteen days. Done. And the first I pick up my tablet, and that's the first article that I read that I see. And I have been thinking about. And I have been reaching out to, 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 you know, my family on a regular basis and it's hit or miss on the responses and, and in what way. Um, it's just the middle of the show. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and I think that, um, but I've also been thinking about doing something that would blow it up. Um, and and I, haven't, and I haven't, I haven't <laughs> processed everything yet, it's just, which is all still, like I said, I've been less than 24 hours for both articles. So do I want to go and literally press the button and blow it up? And if I blow it up, it could mean that it's completely over. and Or it could mean it shakes it all up to f- put it back together again. But I do know that where, where we are now is not working. So at some point, it's probably going to need to be blown up. It's just a matter of in what, how do you do that? Like, what's the process of blowing it up in the way that is fixable? Because there is time, there are times when you, you blow things up and you think they're fixable, but you blow them up in such a way that they're not. And so, yeah, I, I, I think I'm trying to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, I think out. after you, lo- I mean, before, during, and after, you know, I just think, you know, the, the heart and the intent and the pride and the humility and all those things, you know, it needs to go through eight filters of all that, yep. you know, before you do anything. Because I think if it goes through those filters, it's no matter what it seems like on paper, and it could even if it's put on down right, it could still be read wrong. Um, 
all you know, all you, anyone can do, is tell somebody they love them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, you just it's it's worth it to do. I mean, yeah, why else would you be thinking about it that? Much? Right. Exactly. Why, why exactly else would right. it even matter? Why yep. else? You know, because they say that it, you know the worst part is the indifference, right? Or the you know mm-hmm. whatever it would be. Well, to, and that's and that's where I think that I think that's where this uh, initiation or this uh, this initial thought came from to try to do something up to and including blowing it up because I'm starting to feel the indifference and not in a malicious way it's much more of a uh, I'm letting go of what I want things to be and saying that maybe they're they're not really possible and the blowing up I I think the idea of blowing it up is simply to give it one more shot to see whether there is anything because if I'm already moving towards indifference, then if I don't, this would be the one more opportunity to say, well, if we're not going to make it work now, then, yeah. then we're not going to work it out. Well, I think what would be, and, and obviously this is, we're just talking through things. I think it may be interesting to blow up you first mm-hmm. and try it and then worry about blowing up anything else. Because if you take the first step to blow up what you want, and what you expect and how you want it to be, um, I don't know, I guess statistically speaking, that would be the more loving thing to do. So I, I always have to put faith in that, mm-hmm. you know. That and, I, and I think that there's a, a, an element of, to what we spoke about before with this, um, you know, this constant review, constant, then this also the self-awareness that you have to have to be able to try to dissect yourself. And then, but I think what would be an added little element to that would be giving that process up to somebody like yourself, to, to Jesse, and saying, okay, this is how I broke my, deconstructed myself. Now, how do you think I should deconstruct myself mm-hmm. to, be, to improve, right? Because whether we're conscious of it or not, we're going to put these limitations on ourselves from a deconstruction standpoint to realize, oh, I don't really need to fix that, or uh, I'm good yeah. there. And whereas mm-hmm. somebody else's perspective would be able to say, well, you should push yourself a little bit farther in this area or that area. Because even though you feel like you're compassionate enough, maybe you're not. And mm-hmm. it's hard for sometimes, as much as that the, the self-evaluation process is important, we're, we put limitations on that process whether we're conscious Right, right. You still put that one thing there that, that, in your mind, gives you the control to say, I already gave up this much. Yeah, exactly, you exactly. It's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. How much more am I going to do? Right, why, why do and I you're really holding back the only yeah. thing they want. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's like a negotiating chip, and yeah. I think because uh, too, I've learned so much at work as it relates to that type of stuff. I find it constantly in my life, even when I'm not, when I don't want it to be there. I'll find myself holding negotiation chips constantly in situations where I'm like, "What am I? You need that what, am I pizza? Right, what am I doing? You already <laughs> have an extra ice cube in your soda. Right, right. Yeah, do you really need all those? Yeah." Doing the math on the cubes, I need four. You only need three. <laughs> yeah. Why do you get four and I get three? I don't understand. Well, um, so it's uh, but, but um, one of the things I wanted to make sure we touch on too is, uh, and I want to do this on a regular basis is touch on the accountability. And I know that this sounds like I'm just trying to change topics. No, 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 no. It's good. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know how much more we were gonna. No, no. It's, it's, that it's due time. Is that last week we left each other with this? Um, you know, what are we going to do in the week, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. how are we going to keep ourselves accountable? We're talking about and this. Put, put, a, put it on, you know, uh, 
something that we could go back to and say, well, you said you were going to do this, mm-hmm. right? Um, so with that, um, one of the things I said was I want to I want to run through the finish line and I want to finish the the race. Uh, Friday was my last day for the year, and although I, I, speaking about not really the race is being over. Um, I was able to offer a job, other job to somebody yesterday, which was great. Um, they accepted the offer. Everything's good, which means that between now and the 2nd of January, I have some human resources, things I have to do to make sure that he's onboarded in, in a timely manner. Otherwise, if I wait till the 2nd, then getting him onboarded in early January will be a problem, which is fine. I'm, I'm willing to do that because that'll make his onboarding easier. It'll make my job easier. And now I can start to develop my schedule around helping onboard him, which is uh, exciting. So that was one thing I wanted to do and, and got that done. But that was the easy one. I kind of knew already that somebody was be, going to be offered that job. And then the other thing that, that I wanted to do was uh, reach out to people that I didn't really get to see at the end of the year, key relationship partners that we have um, internally and externally. So in the morning uh, yesterday, I woke up, and fortunately all the kids took the cars and went in their own little merry way and I didn't have to worry about driving anybody to to work and all that, which was great. So I had a little extra time before I turned my email on and got that going. So I made a list, I took my phone, got the notes section and I've been really using that notes section a lot uh, lately, making lists and you know, just- Getting it out of your head, man. Yeah, just getting ideas on, on something, using it, not using it, doesn't matter. So I used, I made this list and of all the people that I wanted to talk to externally, here are all the accounts that I didn't really get to see that are important, um, the relationship accounts for us that for whatever reason I was at a different meeting and I couldn't be at the meeting that, that we had or the meeting hasn't happened yet. So I made that list, there was about eight, eight accounts I think that were on that list. Plus I needed to talk to one person internally, the, the, the guy that I've worked with during the year, uh, his name's Mike. And, I want to talk to him individually um, because we we spent so much time this year and um, just want to catch up. We had some business to, to, to deal with as well, but also just to touch on mm-hmm. you know some other uh, sort of non work specific top topics. Uh, he actually listens to this. He's one of the the people who regularly listens to. It's you. Podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, Mike. That's you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mike. Uh, so uh, so then. Um, and then the last two things that I added in the morning, which I originally didn't even add into this list when we first started this accountability thing, was I wanted to have a, a list, uh, an email to the sales team sort of collectively. I have four people that report to me, but then they have you know uh, their own direct reports. So I, I don't really remember the number off the top of my head. It's 25 or so people mm-hmm. that are on that list. But So I want to directly thank them um, for their for everything that they've you know dealt with this year and, you know, Every year's got their own set of challenges and successes. And I put in there saying, hey, listen, this is the time. So I thanked them first, and then I said, you know, this is the time of the year. I couldn't help myself, right? I was trying to figure out how to inject some of me into that email instead of this blanket, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, a kind of Happy Holidays type of email, which is what the first couple sentences were about. But I said, um, you know, make sure that you... In, you know, this time, this is a great time of year to, to, to spend with family and friends and the parentheses, but enjoy the things that are most important, right? Then I put, uh, it's also a great time of the year to reflect on the successes and challenges through the year. So I said, in parentheses, what are the lessons learned, right? And then the next one was, 
uh, you know, congratulate yourself for everything you've accomplished. In parentheses, celebrate uh, your successes. And then the last one was, you know, this is the time of the year to start preparing yourself for the next year. And what do you, and then the parentheses, what do you want for, from next year, right? So I gave them some nuggets to think about mm-hmm. for those who in, in that group that care enough to, to, to spend the time and think about it. Because I know not everybody on that. The, the two people who email me back in 30 seconds to say, hey, happy holidays to you too. That's not directed towards them because they didn't really even get to that part, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really even read that. And that's fair enough. And not everybody's going to want to review their life, celebrate their yeah, life. Yeah, some people you know? can just keep taking the next step and that's just as good. And then the last group that I worked on was there's a there's a group of managers that are uh, my colleagues in different departments. We're all, um, we've all been working. And last year we started actually an initiative that myself and somebody else started where we did our own separate meetings. We have, there's four VPs in our organization. We are, this group of managers all report to them in whatever respective way. And we wanted to have a separate meeting away from them. And a lot of it was actually non-specific. It was, um, let's pick a specific uh, systemic problem with the organization. Not, you know, let's talk about this specific issue that exists today. But what, as a, as a whole, do we need to collectively work on? That might take us six months to fix, right? So, and at the same time, it was an opportunity to go to dinner, relationship build, because we're all so busy that we only interact with each other at work and we know each other only from that setting. Mm-hmm. So how can we collectively get to know each other better? What are the fun activities we can do? Um, and we did that for about six months and we ran, we stalled simply because there was a lot of people that left the organization uh, sort of uh, mid to second to third quarter and sort of stalled out. And um, But we wanted to pick it up. And I... So I wanted to directly communicate to that group, especially the group that I, that the core group that I've known for you know, thirteen years, is um, or maybe even in some cases even longer. What did I want to say to them, right? Because they're the people that ultimately for me I've been working all year long with in the trenches, mm-hmm. and that was my favorite communication of the day. And I didn't have that on the list when we started last mm-hmm. week. So only by saying I want to do these things and reach out to these external customers. Would that have happened to, to think, you know what, I need to reach out to them. Of course, I had to inject a um, YouTube music video, you know, a, mm-hmm. a music video on, on YouTube and, and sort of try to motivate uh, them from that. So it was great. I, and then I looked at my, there's actually two people that I was unable to contact um, on that list. Um, but again, this is one of those things that I could sit here and beat up myself. Why well, I didn't tick every box. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't have the list even when we left the conversation last week. So right. I contacted six people of the eight and spoke to them either directly or indirectly, left the message, a message and, and said thank you. Um, and uh, and then the reality is, is that I could have done nothing. Yeah. And I would have contacted zero people. Or the other people will come on your mind to do something else and it'll be at the time that they need it more than they Correct. needed this email now. It, it's You can never be out. You can just do and we're not doing well, it. What was so, funny was I was leaving a message for one of them, and he was calling me back as I left a message. So I, ha- I, I clicked back over, and his name's Michael. Uh, and I said, Michael, he, well, his answer, he, he's a New Yorker. He says, did you accidentally call me? <laughs> and I said, no, I just figured you wanted to hear my voice before the year was <laughs> over. He's like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and I just said, Michael, I'm just calling to tell you thanks for everything this year. It's been a great year. And he, and he gave... You know, my team, uh, a lot of kudos for everything they've done. And, and it was a great little 
three minute conversation and I, I just said, listen, I just wasn't able to sit down with you at the end of the year and thank you for all your support and that's really all this call is about. Um, but uh, in, in a typical, we have a, a, an interesting relationship where we, we constantly make fun of one another. Mm-hmm. So that was how he, he decided to, uh, answer, uh, when I answered the phone, that's how, what he decided to say. So it was fun. Uh, and it was a great experience and it kept me accountable and uh, made me do things that I didn't expect to do going into that exercise. So um, we'll mm-hmm. have to, I'm looking forward to what we leave today's conversation with. Yeah. So what about you? That's good. Um, mine was on presence and so I mean basically what I've done this week is uh, you know if we're going to do something I try to leave my phone in the car if we're leaving the house and I'm going with you know my wife and daughter I'll leave the phone in the house and I'll I just you know have to get it out of eyesight or touch sight yeah because I mean the, the big crux of my non-presence is the phone right so, um, so it's working good on that, but then it's funny because I didn't even realize it um, until you started talking that the movie I went to watch had that message in it. Mm. So it was the mule. Okay. So it was um, Clint Eastwood, and you know he's this guy, and they need him to use this phone, but he's like, "What? What is it with you guys and these phones?" <laughs> <laughs> so you know that was part of the message I gleaned out of it and, and, and there was even more, but it was, uh, so it was good. So yeah, the, the, I was on the right path and acknowledgement was there, mm-hmm. you know, the movie to acknowledge yep. that, you know, cause I was looking for it. So I was finding it and, uh, leaving it out, you know, away or when I go to bed, leaving it downstairs or just all these little things. And I mean, that's something that, you know, you continue to work on. I think that's more than a one week project. I mean, that's as long as I'm here, you know, the people are, you know, are going to need, that are close to me are going to need my presence. Sure. So, so that's all going. Well, it's interesting that the, obviously the word in a different context or a different, uh, for this time of year, definition, yeah, yeah. yeah, is, is, uh, is perfect, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's interesting in a week or, you know, like you said, 12 days or so to where I don't have anything. Um, it's, it's almost like, okay, there's this, wide open availability to do anything mm-hmm. right um and i'm excited about that but i also know that the reality is is that you don't have enough time to to do all that and you do need to streamline these these things and um and i would say that for me the the i would probably say being present because now i can totally be present yeah. for me yeah. moving forward in the next couple of weeks is really what i'm excited for um and i'm even gonna i mean the faith is gonna come out of this too so i mean the presence and, and faith just together, and you could actually put them together, you know. Yeah. So I, I, that'll be, you know, moving forward this week will be more of the presence and, and just um, just an excitement to, for me to spend time with God and just really see what he's got waiting. Yeah, I think that if, if there's, you know, going back to what we were talking about, about sort of um, the, re, the evaluation of myself and, and figuring out how to... What my next steps need to be, as as it relates to my family, I think that would be what I need to be accountable for this mm-hmm. week is having something, some progression in that, uh, even if it's still in the work, you know, the work still working through it phase. Mm-hmm. I'm at a different place a week from now, which I would be regardless. Yeah, but I want to be conscious of that and be and put my mind to it on a regular basis versus 
it's just naturally being yeah. a progression and being in a different place that we can It could just be a simple question you put on your phone is, is like, how can I make their day better right now? Who, right. You know, what right. can I bring home? You know, because so many places we're going, oh, what else do I need? Right, right. <laughs> what do I need? Yeah, I yeah. get what I need. <laughs> I need gas, yeah. I need milk. What yeah. else do I need? Yeah, well, that's great. It's like, let's, for every, so think about this to, to counterbalance that. Every time you ask that question, you have to then ask, ask the next question, which is, what does somebody else need? Right. Right. And so every time you say, what do I need? Think about what, what does somebody else need? And then answer the first one and then answer the second one. Mm-hmm. And that somebody else could be your child. It could be your wife. It could be yep. your parent. It could be somebody external. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we started doing, um, I guess that was probably the beginning of this year or the end of last year when we would have the opportunity to go surfing, we would you know, bring canned food and, you know, that was our donation, right, to, to the, the food bank um, over here. Pick up trash off a beach. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just little things to say, hey, I want to thank, uh, you know, God, the universe for this opportunity to experience this and what am I doing to give back? Um, and that's been something that has been, and I, I'm honestly not consistent enough, but I've been conscious and aware and you, we talked about it, uh, I think that, that day we were out, the last day we surfed actually, in, in September, that you and I went out, that we went to Maynard's afterwards, and remember I was like, hey, we should we should take care of those four older gentlemen at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately, we we didn't do that, and then after that, I what I took away from that was, oh, I should take care of the server. Because first of all, I was from that business, mm-hmm. I, I, I worked in that business for a long time, and I've noticed that my tipping I've been conscious, especially non-work related. When I'm out personally, I'm constantly over tipping those people, especially if they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of me saying, this is who I want to give back to specifically. These are people that are working their tail off to get me what I want. And I'm in a position to help them. So why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just that. It sounds like a, a, a little thing, but it all started with the idea of let's just be thankful for this opportunity to go surfing and what can we do to be thankful. Yeah, to, to, I mean, to uh, I don't back. know. This is a little thing, right? This is a little pen. But at the right time, at the right moment, with what God's doing in somebody's life, it's not a little thing. Right. You know, somebody could be asking for something that you hand them, even if it's whatever, that goes along with something so much bigger that it brings everything together that that little thing is, you know, huge for them. Yeah. So it's it's never a little thing. When, no. you're, when you're listening to your heart and you're doing what it tells you to do, whether you feel like it or not, is never a little thing. It's the biggest thing you could be doing. Yeah. Well, it's been a, a great week and, and it's been, I mean, we've got one more uh, conversation before the end of the year. So we'll, yeah. leave, we'll leave that uh, sort of maybe year-end recap for, for that conversation. Um, maybe code I'll... word possible fugal <laughs> yeah exactly there could be a fugal episode in your future which we're looking forward to um, and, but I think that also it, it, it's a great opportunity for us to be reflective and, and really be grateful and thankful for everything that we've been able to have I mean look look where we are I mean a year ago you didn't have this right you didn't we you didn't have this sunroom that we're sitting in doing this right now we didn't have this going on um and, uh, you know, we just encourage everybody to go out there and, and continue to be, you know, uh, the best version of themselves and keep just continue to work on whatever that is. Um, reach out to people that can help you and, um, and don't stop. 
You know, don't stop. Don't ever stop. So, very good. Thank you. Yeah.